بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم لا حول ولا قوت الا بالله العلی العظیم الحمد لله رب العالمین و صلی الله علی سیدنا و نبینا بالقاسم المصطفى محمد و علی آله الطیبین الطاهرین لا سیما بقیت الله في الارضین اجل الله تعالی فرجه الشریف Alhamdulillah, once again we are able to have our session on Tafsir of Surat Luqman. And the verse that we are going to start with is the verse 18. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, wa la tusa'ir khaddaka lil-naas, وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ And then in the verse 19 وَقْصِدْ فِي مَشْيَكْ وَغْبُضْ مِنْ صَوْتِكْ إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَسْوَاتِ لَسَوْتُ الْحَمِيرِ These two verses relate to some aspects of social teachings of Islam about the way that the believers should behave in the society with respect to other people. So these are further advices given by Luqman to his son and for sure these are applicable to all of us. One thing which Luqman says is Wala Tusakir Khaddaka Lennas. He says to his son that he should be very careful so that he does not turn his cheek disdainfully from the people. وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا And do not walk exultantly on the earth. Why? إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالًا فَخُورٍ This is as a reason for the advice he gave to his son. The reason he asked him not to act with arrogance, not to show lack of attention to people, is that Because truly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like anyone who is self-admiring, who is boosting himself, his booster, who is proud of himself. And if you want to be close to Allah, if you want to be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you want to be on the right track, you have to avoid these two bad qualities. So 
Let us first reflect on the verse 18 and inshallah then we move to the verse 19 which again relates to our social life. According to the Arabic language, the term tusa'ir, when we say wala tusa'ir nas, this tusa'ir has a root which is a kind of illness for camel because it comes from sad ain ra this is the root which has now become wala tusa'ir so it means that you must avoid to have this quality of sa'r and what is that that is an illness that can occur for a camel. Sometimes a camel may become sick, may become ill, and as a result, the camel cannot hold its neck in a right position, in a straight position. The neck leans towards one side either right or left so this is the root of this verb so in Arabic when they want to say that someone because of arrogance and because showing no respect and no attention to people is acting you know proudly and arrogantly they say instead of neck that we have in camel they say he has made his cheek turn away from people instead of being in a straight position and showing respect and attention to people he is trying to uh, lean towards the other side when for example someone is on his right side he inclines towards the left side to show no attention no respect so the idea is that we have to be humble we have to be uh, cheerful we have to um, be attentive to people the people around us deserve and this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked and has given them this right to be respected these are not some physical objects these are not like for example pen and paper or for example you know, a desk or a chair these are human beings. These are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have the potential to become the vicegerent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if at the moment they are not in the right position, even for example, if they are not all perfect, if they are not very good believers, still they are human beings, still they are people like us. And I should not give myself 
any permission to disregard them, to ignore them, or to humiliate them, to treat them with uh, lack of respect. And then he continued and said, Wala tamshe fil arbe maraha. And do not walk on the earth with negative pride, being proud of yourself in the bad sense, to think that you are very important, very special because of your own achievements. Of course, every human being is important, every human being is special, but this is as far as Allah's creation is concerned. But to think that I am special in the sense that I am better than others, I am more valuable than others, I have a special uh, position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which others lack this is the negative pride and this is very bad and Luqman said that you must not even walk in the way that it shows that there is such a bad quality in you a person who is arrogant a person who is proud of himself even when he walks, let alone when he talks or when he, you know, deals with the people. Even when he's walking, you can feel that this person is not a humble person. He walks as a person who is, for example, you know, like a king or like, a, for example, chief of a tribe or, for example, the senior member of a gang you know so he walks in a very special way not naturally not with uh, humbleness is clear mean Allah doesn't love doesn't like Kol means every, and mukhtal comes from the root khayal. It means someone who suffers from wrong imagination. Someone who suffers from illusion. So he thinks that he is very special and he is very important because of some illusions because of some wrong imaginations it's not based on reality it's not based on haq and fakhur is someone who shows pride in his behavior it comes from fakhr fakhr means pride it can be in a good sense, it can be in a bad sense. Sometimes fakh used in good sense. For example, you know, you can say, knowledge is my fakh. 
His knowledge is my pride. Your Iman is my pride. It means something that I regard it very valuable and dear. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is quoted as saying, al fakhri Poverty is my pride, is my honor. It means that I am very much honored to be poor. And then scholars have discussed, does it mean physical poverty or it means spiritual poverty in the sense that you feel very, very humble. But sometimes fakhr can be used in a negative sense. And that means to be proud of yourself in the negative sense, to be uh, in the position that you think you are very special and everyone must uh, be humble in front of you. Everyone must think that you deserve obedience, you deserve full respect, you deserve uh, even to be worshipped. When you say something, everyone must listen. Everyone must act accordingly. When you don't like something, everyone must stop. This is the negative sense. So, Luqman gave these two important advice in the form of prohibition to his son. That he must show respect attention to people and do not behave like arrogant people. So now let us reflect on these two important qualities mentioned and inshallah if there is time we move on to the next verse which is verse 19. According to Islamic tradition mentioned in the Quran and Hadith and also according to what we can understand ourselves by our conscience which is always in compliance with the Quran and Hadith if we are on the right track if we are not uh, unfortunately lost our original conscience or if it's not weakened our conscience and the Quran and Hadith all indicate that it's very bad for a human being to be arrogant and to be proud of himself because of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him or he may think that Allah has given him because unfortunately sometimes we even become proud and arrogant because of the things that we don't have and we think we have I may be a knowledgeable person and become proud which is very bad if I become proud and sometimes I am not knowledgeable and I think I am knowledgeable and become proud which is worse. Sometimes you may be able to achieve good qualities. For example, you are a person who is hard working. You are a person who has been able to do good services. 
and then you become proud this is bad and sometimes you don't have any good quality and you have not done anything good but you think you have lots of qual good qualities and you think you have done lots of good jobs and then you become proud this is worse in any case even if you have been given some good qualities by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you have been given some tawfiq some opportunities by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you do something good you must not think that this is something which is done by you independent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then you become proud of yourself anything that we do which is good must make us more humble anything that you have as a good quality as a virtue must make you more humble we have this beautiful uh, analogy that a person is like a tree and knowledge is like fruits when a tree bears lots of fruits then the branches of the tree must come lower and closer to the ground an alim a scholar who has more knowledge he must become more humble more closer to the earth down to the earth if we look at the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we find that one of the obvious qualities of the Prophet was his humbleness he didn't think that because he is the Prophet of God and indeed he is the last Prophet of God and the best Prophet of God so that he must be arrogant so that he must ignore people his servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appeared in his humbleness in front of people so one manifestation and I'm saying one there are many other manifestations but one manifestation of being a good servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that you become humble and we can even understand from our hadith and this is something again you can understand it by your own conscience by your own heart that not only you become humble with respect to people even you become humble with respect to animals even with respect to plants if I am an arrogant person I would not attach any value to any animal or any plants I can easily kill animals for my pleasure 
I can go and hunt animals just to entertain myself. I can easily remove the plants. I can cut the flowers easily just for my own pleasure. But if I am a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I become so humble that I would not love to touch anything with bad intention. Of course, sometimes you know, you grow flowers and then when the flowers are, for example, ready, you can cut them and it's not harming anyone. Indeed, this is the perfection of them to when they grow then they become uh, developed, you know, you use them. You take from the flowers, you take from the fruits, or even, for example, animals to be slaughtered for food. That's okay. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with in principle. But to become extravagant, to do israf or just to kill them without being in need of them just for entertainment for leisure to go for hunting or to kill animals or to destroy you know trees and forests and jungles this is bad this is arrogance there is a beautiful hadith that once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Prophet Musa to bring with him for the next appointment that he had with Allah something, someone who would be lower than himself. So Moses, Allah Nabi was asked to take with him someone lower than himself. So, Moses was looking around to find someone that he can take with him for the next appointment that he had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when he looked at everyone, he said, I cannot say this person is lower than me. This person is worse than me. He was a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was Kalimullah, the one that Allah spoke to. But when he looked at everyone, his followers or even the people who didn't follow him, he couldn't say that they are worse than me. Because he knew that whatever he has is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is a trust, is amanah. And he doesn't know what would happen to him if Allah withdraws his mercy. If Allah has given him lots of good qualities and someone else may not have those qualities, it doesn't mean that he is richer than that person. Moses feels much more poor, actually poorer than anyone else. Imam Hussein has a 
beautiful saying in his dua of the day of Arafah. He says, Elahi anal faqiru fi ghenai. O Allah, with respect to those things that I possess, I am poor. So how then I am not poor with respect to those things that I don't have? If I have knowledge, if I have money, if I have respect, if I have health, if I have power, these all belong to you. So indeed I don't have them. I am in need of them. So what about those things that I don't have? Sometimes I use this example. I say, if you have been given a loan by a friend or by bank, say for example you have been given $10,000 or $100,000, so you have this money, so you can buy many things. But does it mean that you are rich? Does it mean that if, for example, you have been given $100,000, another person has been given, for example, $10, do you think you are richer than him? In a sense, you can say, I am richer than him because I can buy many things that he cannot. But this doesn't mean that you are richer. If he has to pay back $10, you have to pay back $100,000. Maybe he would be able to give back all the debts, but are you able to give back all the debts? And the only time you can feel that you are successful, if you can give back all these hundred thousand dollars. And then, even after that, you become equal to the one who has not been given anything. Or who has been given little and has given back. You become equal. In any case, what is important is not what we have been given. What is very important is what we do with what we have been given. Do we appreciate them? Do we take them as gifts from Allah, as trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore we become more humble before Allah and before the people or we become proud and first we forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we forget people so it's very important to avoid arrogance there are many hadiths about the significance of being humble and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises the people who are humble if for the sake of Allah not to show off not that people you know say oh this man is very humble mashallah no if for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if as a moral requirement we become humble then Allah himself knows how to raise our position how to elevate us how to bring respect and love of people towards us let me read for you some hadith about humbleness what we call tawadu 
There is a hadith from Imam Ali alayhi salam and this hadith is cited in Tafsir Namuna, volume 17, page 60. Of course, Tafsir Namuna is originally in Farsi, it's tra been translated to Urdu and now it's being translated in English, but this part may not be yet available in English. And this hadith is from Imam Ali and uh, Ayatollah Makaram Shirazi quotes this hadith from Biharul Anwar by Allah Majlisi, volume 75, page 120. Zinatu Sharif at The adornment, the beauty of the people who are noble is humbleness. If you are a noble person, you should be decorated with humbleness, not with arrogance. This is what some people, you know, make mistake. They think that if they are noble, they have to be arrogant. No, it's quite opposite. If you are a noble person, you have to be humble. And Imam Sadiq alayhi salam in another hadith said that it's very significant. He said, This is again in Biharul Anwar, the same volume. Just the next page, volume 75, page 121. And again, cited in Tafsir Namuna. Humbleness is the foundation, is the root for anything which is good and valuable. Any special virtue, any special good quality because as I said humbleness is closely linked with servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with submission towards the truth so it's very fundamental quality is a very high position and then Imam Sadiq said something very moving. He said, If tawadu, if humbleness or humility had a language, was able to speak to us, imagine that it was a human being with a language that he could use to speak to us. Then if Tawadu was able to speak to us, he would have told us the secrets and the ends of the affairs. Look at this. It means that by having tawazo you would be able to understand the secrets 
of the life, the secrets of the beings, and what is going to happen at the end about it. A person who is humble would have a better vision of what is happening and what is going to happen. But a person who is arrogant would be deprived from this division. Then Imam Sadiq went on saying, وَمَنْ تَوَاضَعَ لِلَّهِ شَرَّفَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كَثِيرًا مِنْ عِبَادِهِ The one who tries to be humble for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will promote him and raise him over many of his servants. Of course, for such a person, this must not become important, but this is a natural effect. If you want to be important, don't try to be arrogant. Don't try to humiliate people. Be humble and Allah will raise you. But the beautiful thing is that if you really become humble, then you don't bother whether you are raised over people or not. At the beginning, you want to achieve reputation. You want to achieve respect among people. You want to be in a very high position. So you go towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would raise you over people. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would show you something which makes you less attentive to these things. For you no longer this would be important whether you have fame, power, position or even money. Anything like that becomes secondary for you, insignificant for you. Because you have something which is much more important than all these things. And that is your close relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is why we find in hadith that if you want to be raised, if you want to be elevated, be humble. This is for the people who are after being in a high position. But the beauty, the miracle is that when you actually achieve to be really humble, then you would no longer be after fame or position or, you know, these kind of things. Then Imam Sadiq said, وَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّهِ عِبَادَةٌ يَقْبَلُهَا وَيَرْوَاهَا إِلَّا وَبَابُهَا التَّوَاضُعُ If there is any way to put more stress on tawadu, on humbleness. Imam says that there is no worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with which Allah is pleased and Allah accepts unless its gate is to be humble. All of us would love to do a worship 
which is pleasing Allah and is acceptable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam says there is no such a worship unless its gate is tawazo. To be able to enter into that realm of worshipping Allah in the way that is pleasing to him and acceptable to him, we have to be humble. So, humbleness is very important, especially this is very important for the people who are knowledgeable, who are alim, and for the people who are leaders, the people who have any position that brings them the needs of the people, the attention of people, for the parents, for the teachers, for the managers, everyone needs to be humble. Of course, to be humble doesn't mean that you don't, you know, bring discipline. It doesn't mean that you don't organize the things. But it means that as a person, you don't feel that you are better than others. Even if you are the leader of the people, still you feel that you are very, very low. You are very much in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the support of people. You should not think that you automatically or because of your own achievements you have been given this position. And then the other quality that inshallah we will talk about is, is in the verse 19 which inshallah you can reflect but we will discuss it next week, uh, next session after two weeks inshallah. Waqsad fi mashyek waqlud min sautik. He told his son that in your walking you must be observing modesty. Of course, inshallah, we'll explain that mash, which means walking, can mean in your conduct in a more general way. And you should lower your voice. So these are two qualities related to the verse 18, but because our time is over for discussion, so I ask you please reflect on them for the next session. The ugliest of the voices is the voice of the donkey. And inshallah I will explain what does it mean. So, inshallah, please reflect on this verse as well, as well as the verse 18, and inshallah we will continue next week. Uh, now let us move on to the questions. The first question is that in the Shia school of thought, is it accepted for a married man to watch a pornography movie? And yes. Yeah, the, the answer is that no, whether a person is married or unmarried, 
to watch a pornography movie is not allowed. Indeed, to look at anything or to watch any movie which can stimulate sexual uh, desire in a person is not allowed unless is looking at your wife or your husband so if you look at for example something to gain sexual pleasure and that is a movie or that is a picture of a woman or even the dress of women even when the dress is not uh, put on by anyone can be wrong so we have to be very careful second question is tafsir quran al-mizan by allama tabatabai available in english yes Al-Mizan fi Tafsir al-Qur'an by the great Allah Tabatabai is 20 volumes in Arabic. Alhamdulillah, part of it is translated to English, but not all of it. Inshallah, we hope that all will be translated to English. So far, uh, 13 volumes in English are published which of course is less than 13 volumes in Arabic because uh, the volumes in Arabic are greater in size, larger in size than the volumes in English but 13 volumes in English are available and these are published as a book also some of it are available online so if you google Al-Mizan you find that there is a website Al-Mizan which has also this and here we should remember the late uh, Sayyid Akhtar Rizvi for the good work that he did in translating Al-Mizan and inshallah others would follow his job. There is another edition of English translation of Al-Mizan done by some brothers in uh, the US but that has not come to this uh, point. So just maybe one, two volumes. Question 3 Sheikh Salaamu Alaikum Alaikum Salaam You said that anything you do that is good should make you become more humble Is it easy to think that Allah gave me brains and ability to do good of course with his assistance But can you explain It's easy to think like this yes But can you explain this in a more practical sense of how these good, goods and acts should like Should make us more humble as it almost seems contradictory to feel good about the success and not be proud of the achievement. Yeah. Thank you for your good question. You know, here there is something very gentle, something very um, delicate. At the same time that we have to realize what we have done which has made us successful so that we can build upon that and we can continue for example if you are a person who has worked hard in his study and has studied well and then 
after that started a career and made success in that because he was hardworking, he was organized, he was punctual, he was a person who was making plans and then being committed to plans. Okay, so these are the good qualities that you have had and you have to remember them so that you can keep them and you can improve them. So I don't say that because you are humble you must forget that these have been helpful. But what I am saying is that all these things that have contributed to your success are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything which leads to failure is from the people themselves. مَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ حَسَنَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ سَيَّعَةٍ فَمِنْ أَنفُسَكُمْ If there is anything good, it's from Allah. If there is anything bad, it's from us. So, if I have been able to go to school, to university, have good teachers, good courses, or I have been able to study hard, to remember, to understand, all this come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and without role of my parents, my teachers, my society, my uh, community, I would not have been able to do this. So, I must know that every success depends on many, many factors that I don't have full control over them. Allah has given me lots of blessings and the only thing that I did was that I did not spoil them. I did not uh, misuse them. I put them in a good way. So that led to my success. But I cannot say I am the reason for my success. Like you know when the people told Qarun who was very very rich and he was so rich that even to carry the keys of his treasures made a group of strong people tired just to carry the keys when Allah told him you should be careful you should do something with this money for your akhirah the money that Allah has given you, with what Allah has given you, do something for your akhirah. What did he say? He said, He said, this is the result of my knowledge. I was very clever in business. And I made this money. This is wrong. So you can say, Alhamdulillah, I was able to think about how to do business, to plan for it. Alhamdulillah, I have been able to find good partners, for example. I have been able to find good, for example, projects to invest in. And you feel very much humbled. You feel that you are very much in need of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the people who have helped you so this is good but if you feel that it was your own 
intellect, your own experience, your own cleverness, independent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other people that made you successful, this is wrong. So we have to find this balance. The other question is that I have noticed that in a lot of your lectures you emphasize humility a lot. Is there an emphasis in Islam on being humble? And are there some ways you can suggest to maintain humility at all times? Also, is there a self-assessment to determine if we truly are humble or not? Yes. Thank you for, again, this good question. Uh, you are absolutely right. I believe, and in my lectures, my writings, for many years I've been stressing on this quality of humbleness as a very important quality and I believe that humbleness and thankfulness and love are three important qualities in that we have to achieve more maybe important than anything else and in a paper published in the message of Thakalain you can find it message of Thakalain.com in one of the papers I have studied these three as uh, some major concepts in Islamic spirituality and I think what we said today from the Quran and from the Hadith especially the Hadith from Imam Sadiq makes it very clear why so much emphasis on humbleness this humbleness is the key to success and the key to any other good quality like being thankful being kind being helpful if you are humble then all the goods come to you just uh, as an example you know like the example of the tree that I mentioned Another example that you find in some books on morality written by our ulama, you know, if there is a land which is high, then what happens is that when the rain comes, water would not remain, would go to the lower lands. But if there is a land which is very low, like for example bottom of a valley all the rains from everywhere go and remain there in a society if there is someone who is humble all the goods of the society go down towards him if a person is arrogant he would remain out and any good would go away from him. Humbleness is very, very important. And it's closely linked to servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and submission to the truth. If I want to make it in one sentence, I can say, if you are humble, it means that you realize that you have to serve the truth and the good, not the other way around. And by serving the truth 
and the good you become higher and higher it is wrong to think that by asking the good and the truth to follow you you become important it's quite opposite the more you serve the truth the more you serve the good the more you serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the truth and the good you become more important how to assess ourselves this is something that is always to be done we need always continuously to assess ourselves there are different ways one way is by observing your behavior with respect to people if there are people who are in a position which is lower than you for example in their knowledge in their money in their position in the office in the age they are lower than you how do you treat them how do you expect them to consider you how do you observe their rights how do you think you have to be helping them and available to them so by looking and having an eye on our actions and not only actions on our memories and the thoughts which go around in our heart we can assess ourselves and also we can ask people because the people you know, the good friends or you know family members who deal with us who live with us they can also be good judges you can ask two three people and ask them do you think I am a humble person or not of course if they say not don't get angry with them get angry with yourself and if they say you are humble be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keep trying to become even more humble the final question question five that I have here is I work in a school and I have to scream the kids for their discipline what should I do yes as I said to bring discipline is not a sign of arrogance as a teacher as an instructor as an alim as a parent you have to educate people you have to bring discipline but you have to know your limit you have to do this with care you have to do this with love for people you cannot treat them like animals and say I want to bring discipline so I treat them with animals or I am going to beat them they must you know listen to me like mad no I have to bring discipline out of my love for them out of my care for them and this is something very important you cannot say because I am a humble person so I want to leave everything in chaos I am a humble person so I don't want to say anything to anyone no you have to find a balance the prophets were educating people were training people telling them what to do what not to do but 
all with humbleness, with love, with care. It's very difficult to uh, practice it. It needs attention. It needs to be always alert. It needs to always remember that I am doing this. I am disciplining. I am organizing. I am training not because I am a better person. No, because I have been given this responsibility. I don't feel that I am better than these people. But this is at the moment my responsibility. You know, it can be like a game. You know, when there is a game, for example, you know, if we play a game, like for example, you know, sometimes, you know, children, one of them becomes teacher, the other becomes students. Then the next day, the other person becomes teacher and others become a student. But the person who is today a teacher, he has to play as a teacher. He has to teach them, he has to give them discipline, but the next day another person may be teacher. The life is sometimes, and from some aspects, is like game. Today I am a leader, today I am a teacher, today I am a director, today I am a president, but this doesn't mean that I am a better person. This is my role today, and I have to play this role in the best way. But this doesn't mean that I am a better person. So this is something that we should always remember. I have received uh, some more questions, but the time is over. I'm sorry if you put, you know, if you let me, I leave this for the next session because some of you may want to do something uh, as planned after this. So inshallah, we will. Uh, keep talking about these two, uh, I think there are two more questions, because also it's related to uh, the next verse, because still we will talk, we will talk about humbleness uh, as well as moderation. So, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, would inspire us how to be humble, how to be respectful to people, and how to be thankful to Him for all the gifts and blessings that He has given us. Thank you very much for your attention. May Allah be always your support. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala support your family. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you. And all believers and all the people and all humanity from anything which is bad and disliked. Wa akhiru da'awana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.